It is fortunate for each bomber guy that he got this video out before the GTA 6 trailer. But H Bomber Guy released this video. It's a four hour video titled Plagiarism and YouTube. This video, despite being four hours long, caused a stir on the internet to the degree that at one point in time, there was 60,000 tweets on Twitter mentioning H Bomber Guy and like another 30,000 mentioning H Bomb. <laughs> For those who don't know, H Bomber Guy is a, uh, I guess a video essayist who has made some really popular videos. Only releases like a handful a year, but the last one that he released, Roblox Oof, has 9 million views. And that's just talking about the history of where the Oof sound comes from, from Roblox, and why they had to take it out of the game, and the Tommy Talerico guy, who's a plagiarist. It's a very interesting video. If you haven't seen it, you're really missing out. If you do like video essays, these videos, very interesting. I'm a fan of his content. A lot of people don't like him, though, for his more left-leaning politics, and I obviously don't mind that. I, I, I've talked to him in DMs a handful of times about for a variety of different reasons. In fact, when I was going to be releasing my original essay on reaction content, I DM'd him, I think, a draft of it and said, would you mind having a look? He didn't have time, and potentially, he, if he had time, he could have uh, saved me from uh, that whole drama with Charlie. So, thanks, h <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but, I mean, different timelines that could technically have been true. But obviously, getting a person that I barely knew to read a, at least at the time, read a 14-page essay was a bit much to ask. He was obviously busy. But H-Bomb is like the, the most socialist kind of person that I have any kind of affiliation with. So if I ever have some question about the more even lefter areas of YouTube that I don't really hang in anymore, I, I will probably DM him about it and be like, hey, yo, so what's up with these people? <laughs> so that's, that's how I know him, kind of. I mean, he makes very good video essays, not all of them necessarily about politics. And so we, we've interacted in DMs a, a variety of times over the uh, over the years. But this video, so what is it about? Why has it got people so ruffled with their feathers? So it covers a bunch of people who have engaged in plagiarism over the course of their careers. The first story was of a guy who plagiarized a bunch of gaming articles, but his story was old and he fairly irrelevant, so little focus was placed on him in the online discussions. Cinemassacre, James Rolfe, I had heard about this, that his channel had gone downhill a bit, and I vaguely remember hearing this story about plagiarism allegations, but this one I think was largely overshadowed by many of the others in this video, in large part because this stuff was more well known, I thought, that even I had heard about it before this point. So. Not much discussion uh, of this section, I think. Illuminati is another one doing the plagiarisms, but um, I know next to nothing about Illuminati, except that apparently people don't like them. It just goes to show how many content creators exist on this platform that you just can't know all of them. All I'd heard about Illuminati before this video was that I think they used to be another creator or something by a different name, and everyone hated them for reasons that I didn't know anything about. And this maybe put it into a bit of clarity that they've engaged in a lot of plagiarism. That, that's to say that they take documentaries and just remake them. So they might use even the same footage in that documentary that's on Netflix or something, but play off what is said in the documentary or in, or in a particular article as their own words. When the, all they're doing is just reading something else that someone else has created. So someone else has done all the legwork to make something and they've just like repackaged it for YouTube. And uh, a part of the reason they do this, of course, is in, covered in this section, of course, content mills, where if you want to make a good video essay that is 
sincere, passionate, has correct information, and it's, you're not going to just be spewing out garbage. You want to substantiate the claims that you're making rather than just making claims and just preaching to the choir. If you want to do that, it takes a lot of time. If you've ever written an essay for university, bare minimum, you're going a couple of weeks, and by the end of it, you realize, like, you can keep going for almost indefinitely on any topic, because there's just always so much more to cover. And if you then want to translate that into a YouTube video, that takes even longer. You're looking at, like, bare minimum a month for a team of people to make a well-fact-checked, good-quality essay. And obviously, YouTube doesn't really favor, most of all, channels that are releasing, like, one video a month, or maybe every couple of months or whatever. So if you want to be really successful on YouTube and make the most money possible, you need to find a way to cut corners and release as much as possible. And one way to do that is to find essays that people have written already on any topic, maybe from years ago, take it and then just read it into a microphone and put B-roll to it and pretend it's your own work. And that's largely what this video is about. People who have done that process seemingly in a cynical way to maximize their output. But Illuminati, obviously, to some degree, already being the punching bag of some corners of the internet. The discussion on Twitter is not as much about her. And the focus is largely on one video that Internet Historian made called Man in Cave. A video that I myself shouted out in rambles or on stream, I can't recall, where I said it was a really good video and got so many views so fast. A gripping story, a tale, amazing writing that was then given images in the way that um, Internet Historian's channel is uh, known for. I thought it was very interesting and very well done, very well put together. And I said as much on stream, but it got taken down. As Inner Historian says here, Man in Cave got claimed, no fret, but have to make a few changes before can re-upload, so it'll take a couple of weeks. And at the time when this happened, I was like, oh, maybe it's got like claim for a bit of music or something or one particular image or what have you. But HBOM makes the case, and he makes it very well, that Inner Historian basically just found some guy's research and write-up of this entire story, and he just read it into a microphone and then put some images to it. So all that amazing writing, the intense detail, the pacing, the going day by day of the story or whatever, all that construction, all that work, all that effort, all that ingenuity, all that genius was not in historians. He just ripped that dude off. And to get it reposted, he had to go back and like grab a thesaurus and change all the words into like change around sentences and stuff, making the video far worse. And people noticed it was far worse, but people were like, why is he doing this? While the, while the original essay is now credited underneath the video, obviously, Internet Historian thought he could get away with this. And it's made people question how much of the Internet Historian's other videos are just him looking up people's essays and then reading them into a microphone and putting images to it. Now, understand, there is some measure of effort being taken here. Like, the sort of animated style that Internet Historian has means that there is effort. There are people working here. But at the same time, a lot of effort goes into researching these things and writing this stuff. And for them to be uncredited and for that to be used to step over a large part of the creative process that goes into writing essays is kind of sick. Like if you take any of my essays on reaction content, you stick them into Google, you will find no other people writing in the way that I do because it's my work. <laughs> Some of these people in here are just like reading Wikipedia and stuff that we'll get to in, in, in a second. So this is like an hour and a half in the video and this is the first part where it gets to something that relates to me. I think there's one other part, which we'll talk about that later. But I said on Twitter about this, watching H Bomber Guy's new video, Plagiarism in YouTube, internet historian plagiarizing one of his biggest videos makes his support of reactors now make sense. One kind of thief supporting another. I previously complimented internet historian's writing, not knowing he stole it, feels gross. Like that sucks. It's kind of similar to speedrunning when a person gets an amazing world record and you're like, did you really do that though? Did you really? Did you cheat? Is, is, is it actually legit? I hate that feeling, dude. I hate having to doubt 
everyone's achievements. Everything just seems so slimy and fake and now like a guy releases a good YouTube video and you're like, did you write this though? Did you really make this? Did you sure you didn't steal it? Is nothing pure? Is nothing sacred? This person with 7,000 likes says, too long didn't watch, internet historian didn't quote some article in his man in a cave video, even though he worked things out with the journal who wrote it and the video was more than enough transformation to be fair use. It's 100% H-bomber trying to collect a scalp. So this is all untrue, but it has 7,000 likes because a lot of people aren't willing to watch a four-hour video. It's not really that he just didn't reference that he stole the essay. I mean, it was a really, really long essay. The entire video was written by some other guy who was not at all credited. He didn't work things out with the journalist. The journalist struck his video down. They, he, he took down the video and Obviously, they didn't work it out. They didn't like pay some sort of a fee because Internet Historian, to get the video to go back up, had to remove large sections of the video and change basically all the writing within it, replacing different words, moving around sections, flipping sentences and stuff, all with the goal of having some chance of not being taken down again. If they had worked it out, he could have just uploaded his video unchanged again. Even then, he only had to do any of this because he was caught. It's not even obvious that H-Bomb went to the effort to see if any of his other videos have been plagiarized as well. But th there's no evidence that he's worked this out with the original author of this essay. And even if he did, that doesn't excuse what he did in the first place, which was steal a dude's entire piece of work to make a YouTube video. And the video was more than enough transformation to be fair use. The video got taken down by a strike. So even YouTube was not willing to say that it's fair use. And they will, as, as I found out, say that sometimes. The video was clearly not more than enough to be a transformation of fair use because it was just the dude's essay with images. If, if you took the book Lord of the Rings and, and like animated it, you would obviously still get that taken down. Like, what do you mean? This person's basically saying is if you change the medium of a person's writing, it's now transformational. It's not clearly. What are you talking about? So I'm, I'm getting worked up here, but like, like I don't want to go too hard into this. Like I'm not that invested, but this is this is just insane levels of cope. That it seems all predicated on the idea that people won't watch what he actually did. Like in his story, didn't come forward and was like, "Yo, guys, I fucked up. You know, I, 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 I did bad, and this is why. Like I was trying trying to rush things. This is the first time I won't do it again." The dude was unapologetic and tried to cover up what happened. He didn't admit that it got taken down for legitimate reasons. He tried to cover up that anything happened at all. Nothing in this is correct, as far as any evidence is concerned, but 7,000 likes. But this is what I mean. People are very, very interested in finding a reason to dismiss this criticism of Internet Historian because people like his content. As I've mentioned many times, if a creator is providing you value and you want to maintain that value and what they've been accused of doesn't change that value, you will move heaven and earth to try to continue to maintain the beliefs that you already have so you can continue to get that value. Like if you're a person who didn't really care about internet historian's content, of course you're more willing to accept this because who the fuck cares? It's not going to change your life. But if it's going to change your life and how you consume content, what you enjoy and stuff, you're, you're more motivated to try to find reasons to dismiss this, even if they're entirely manu manufactured. So given that, you can understand people are looking for a reason to dismiss H-Bomber Guy's claims here. So quick update here to the story with H-Bomber Guy. We're talking about how internet historian plagiarized an essay to make his man in cave video. A lot of his fans were defending him saying, oh man, he worked it out with the dude who wrote it in the first place. H-Bomber guy is sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. When clearly there was no evidence to suggest that that had happened and all evidence to the contrary, but they were saying that anyway. One person though, decided to reach out to the person 
who actually wrote the essay or the article, whatever you can call it, whatever you want. So Michael Mirage Sessions here says, Hi, Mr. Bomber Guy. I wanted to tell you I was able to get in contact with Lucas Riley, the writer of the 1925 Floyd Cave article that Internet Historian used for his video. Here is what he told me when I asked him about it. Hi, Mike. I'm getting swamped with emails like this, so I'm going to keep it short. One, it was very hurtful. I spent four months researching that story. I interviewed park rangers and historians, including the great Roger Brooker. I read four books. I visited Sand Cave. I explored newspaper archives and cataloged hundreds of newspaper clips. It took me more than a month to write. It's very hurtful knowing somebody just copy-pasted huge chunks of it. I'm aware the original video got taken down. I did not know about the second video until recently. Internet Historian never contacted me. To my knowledge, they never contacted Mendelfloss either. I know Mendelfloss's lawyers approached with him after the first video was found. I'm not sure what they discussed. I think Mental Floss was the place where the, the article was hosted. So yeah, as I said on the day when we discussed this, that all sounds like complete nonsense that Internet Historian worked out with this guy. And now there's evidence directly confirming that. The other part of the video that related to me was that there's a tiny amount of discussion of reaction content in this video. So this section is like a minute or something. But once you see, you understand why it's of relevance to me. And right in the middle of this ecosystem are reaction videos, where people just upload themselves reacting to other people's videos. The money almost makes itself! Reaction videos are a key piece of the Illuminati puzzle here, because that was Blair's previous content mill. And so that's, that's basically it, and then it, it just says, a hey, Illuminati used to do reaction content as well, and this is another example of a content mill. But nothing else in the video really talks about reaction content, even though it's very much so related, or at least tangentially related, to a lot of the criticisms that HBOM has of these plagiarists and why they're doing what they're doing, you know, to get out as many videos as possible, to skip over the creative process. And he criticizes that there's no passion here. It's just how do we get as much money as possible, make as much content as possible. And so all the criticisms he makes of these plagiarists would also apply to reactors. And they have the same motivations in terms of trying to keep themselves alive for as long as possible. And of course, a lot of reactors don't even credit the people that they're stealing from. I mean, a lot of the time, Hassan has like, little bars preventing the title and the other creative from even being seen most of the time, depending upon the particular screen that he has anyway. And that's the case with a lot of reactors. But as HBOM points out in the video, even if you credited them, it still wouldn't like fix all that. Like if you took someone else's essay and you said, hey, by the way, guys, uh, I'm, I'm taking all the words from this person's essay. And then you just made your video, taking all that person's work and giving them nothing. That doesn't change that dynamic in that another person's done all the work and you're reaping a lot of reward and giving them dig nothing. And that you're just using another person's work to farm as much money and growth and stuff on YouTube as possible, and it's gross. So basically, in this, you can see that that's a criticism of Hassan in a way, a lot of this stuff. And there's even a little joke here, jabbing at Hassan and the meme where he's not even in the room when he's playing other people's videos, because he's that desperate not to lose a single second of growth that he would just turn on someone else's video and leave the room. And so, on Twitter, a lot of the people who wanted to defend Internet Historian were like, hey, isn't HBOM a friend of Hassan? Is Hassan actually being criticized here? Why isn't HBOM talking about reaction content more? Is he not talking about reaction content because he doesn't want to criticize Hassan? Isn't this just hypocrisy then? Like he's, he's criticizing in the historian who's done nothing wrong, but he's defending and, and protecting his friend Hassan? This person, Comrade Lamb, was interested in confirming that HBOM wasn't attacking Hassan with his joke about Hassan's chair streams. And so he posts this 40 second clip along with the tweet here. Have a bad feeling that people are going to see this joke in the new HBOM guy video and not realize A, it was a joke he asked Hassan if he was cool with ma him making. 
B, he was literally in the chat during the stream the clip was from. So this first part is the clip that I showed you before from H Guy's video, where he potentially takes a shot at Hassan. And the next part is Hassan reacting to another video that H Guy made years ago. So you can see how content mill shit dovetails very nicely with ripping people off, if not outright plagiarism. And right in the middle of this ecosystem are reaction videos, where people just upload themselves reacting to other people's videos. The money almost makes itself. H Bomber guys in there. Wow, this chat moves so quickly. I can hide in plain sight. Hope people like the video. We fucking hate it, dude. No, I'm kidding. Wow, I'm sub now. What up, H Bomber guy? Hassle, hassle. You can ban anyone who uh, uh who talks shit about you. Okay. You're a mod already. Get in there. Just clap them. Clap their ass cheeks, dude. So. They posted that to say, well, yeah, H-Bomb's clearly fine with reaction content after he was in his son's stream being like, hey guys, I hope you like the video. And so this put me in an awkward situation because obviously due to my interest in reaction content and Hassan, to some degree, because I made a video on him, I had talked to H-Bomb before. Actually, I believe the reason why I messaged him in the first place was I was like, hey, you're more in these socialist circles, right? Do a lot of socialist support reaction content? Because it seems to be like the epitome of everything that people in those circles criticize about capitalism. The consolidation of other people's labor for the benefit of one particular individual. None of that value then being shared to the workers. The people actually did the labor that, that generates that value. I mean, that's not it in its entirety, but the main tagline slogan of, of most socialist thought is to each according to their contribution. And so Hassan sitting on stream, bringing together everyone else's labor and then keeping all the value generated from that labor is like as antithetical to socialist thought as you can get. So I was like, how, how are so many people supporting Hassan if my understanding of this is correct? I don't want to go into the exact details of our DM, but as a part of our discussions, I knew some things about this. And so I wanted to respond to this with my understanding of, of H Bomber guy's thoughts on, on these issues that didn't really make it into his video, but that would be leaking DMs at that point. So I talked to him about these issues in DMs, and I don't want to leak those DMs either. I think I'm fine saying though that H Bomb is not particularly in favor of reaction content for obvious reasons that if you watch his plagiarism video as to why, but he considered it to be something that would bog down his video to talk at length about, especially considering that other videos had already been made talking about reaction content. And in that assessment, I agree. He did, however, say that he likes Hassan. So being cynical as I am, I don't know how much of whether consciously or unconsciously he wanted to stay away from the topic rather than potentially cause a rift between him and Hassan and potentially his audience. Yeah, I don't want to go too much into it, but it put me in an awkward situation because H Bomber guy is not seemingly very much so in favor of reaction content, especially on YouTube. But you can understand why people interested in dismissing H Bomber guy because of his criticism of creators that they like would jump on this immediately. Being like, what? H Bomb asked Hassan if he was cool with the joke? So what, H Bomber guy is, is coming out against content theft, against plagiarism, but he's he likes Hassan, one of the biggest content thieves on any platform? How is that not hypocritical? So here, person says, you're telling me H Bomb made a four hour video about plagiarizing content, and he's totally cool with one of the least inventive, most abusable methods for using other people's work for profit without adding anything at all? For someone who really super duper cares about plagiarism, you seem to not mentioned like one of the biggest plagiarists on the internet. I wonder if that has anything to do with him having politics you like or not. Now this claim that H Bomb was only going after people whose politics he disagreed with was insane because most of the people in the video are quote unquote leftists or exist in the left space. 
The final person who we haven't touched on yet was a big so-called gay creator or something talking about LGBT issues and whatnot. The only person in this who might be considered to have politics truly against H-Bomb would probably be Internet Historian. And Internet Historian doesn't really wear his politics on his sleeve all that much, at least not these days. So th this criticism, insane. People are just really, really reaching. But it goes on. Well, you're telling me that H-Bomber guy is cool with Hassan Piker, one of the biggest plagiarists in Twitch history besides XQC? Why am I surprised by this? And so that's kind of where I get involved in this, where the video so much is a condemnation of reaction content and by extension Hassan without ever specifically mentioning it. As I knew that H-Bomber guy liked Hassan, but was not really in favor of reaction content, it, 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 it put me into an awkward situation of trying to reconcile the composition of the video with my understanding of H-Bomb Guy's positions on these issues. And so I, I talked to him a bit in, in DMs. But yeah, I don't really want to go into it that much, but these people reaching to this, looking at Hassan to say that H-Bomb is insincere, I just don't think that's accurate. The people doing this are clearly reaching. H-Bomb Guy's video is very well researched, very well presented, and a very, very good video that I highly recommend to everyone. To what extent he uh, likes Hassan or what have you, the video is still a condemnation of the practice of reaction content in all but name and the reasons why he doesn't like plagiarism and the motivations that he says that people have for making this sort of stuff on youtube is uh very much so the same as why people make reaction content and why hassan has made this kind of content in the past and still makes it to this day i can't tell you if he will in the future or something address reaction content more or if he feels like he needs to but he is not a supporter of the practice on the whole. One of the most interesting things about Hassan that I've seen is this, which I brought up once before, where these DMs leaks about Hassan's thought process of what kind of content he makes on Twitch and why, where he says, I think I'm going to switch up and cover Twitch slash YouTube drama again for a bit and add TV shows back into the rotation. I don't find exclusive political commentary to be rewarding, interesting, or good for growth at the moment. This means possibly looking at LSF or finding a different method of finding what's going on in the Twitch space through clip aggregation though. So in this like one message, he embodies basically the entire mindset that H-Bomber guy is criticizing in his video. But I don't know how much H-Bomber's aware of Hassan being this way. It's not like if you know of Hassan in passing from Twitter or something, that you necessarily are fully engrossed in the criticism of him and his behavior. I do think had he added criticism of reaction content more explicitly to his video, that it would have just ballooned the video even more past the four hour length. Just because the video is four hours in length, that alone justifies to me not talking more about it explicitly. But it is unfortunate that it has left him open to these disingenuous attacks, suggesting that he is insincere or only criticizing people who he doesn't like or something. I think this is all reaching. Or that these attacks are politically motivated as opposed to an idea of fairness, justice, uh, internal ideology, uh, what have you. Oh, another thing that H. Bromagat talks about in the video is uh, he talks badly about so-called drama channels. As I say, the channels that kind of do commentary content, but are in large part just talking out their asses off the cuff, have done no research, don't know the material, that they're talking about. They're just regurgitating garbage to make as many videos as fast as possible. Hassan Piker. And again, that also, again, in part, led into um, H1 being criticized for not directly criticizing Hassan Piker. But. So basically, if you are on the fence of whether you think Internet Historian did something wrong, I highly recommend you watch H Bomber Guy's video. If you're interested in any of the things we've covered so far, watch his video. If you're not convinced that it's a video worth watching, this next part might change your mind. So the last person that he covers, and that he spends 
like two hours and 40 minutes on is this dude named James Summerton, who is, as I mentioned previously, a creator who I believe was gay, who talked about a lot of queer representation in media, made video essays very, very quickly, which given the context, you can probably understand how he did that. And it seems obvious that when watching this section, that the main reason why H. Bomber Guy wanted to make this video was in large part because of this dude, where he wanted to touch on various different examples of this building to this guy's case. It's such an amazing knockdown of this dude and his career and his lies and his deceit and his plagiarism that it actually had an impact on the internet. That is so rare for someone to release a video taking someone down where that person actually gets taken down. In the video, H. Bomber Guy points out like a full 30 videos or something where this dude is just reading other people's essays that he's stolen. In many cases from many of the people who he said he was an advocate for. Like he's stealing their work to profit from their work and cutting them out, working to not credit them so he can pretend their ideas are his. In some cases, the entities that wrote this stuff have gone out of business, being unable to compete, that this guy has been ripped off, making it even easier for him to pretend their work is his. But when this all came out, this two hours and 40 minutes of destroying this person's career, it actually had an impact. James Summerton's Patreon is gone. Here is his last message. This is what happens when you're caught in 4K by H-Bomb. And it's just him saying like, I'm in a terrible headspace. Hopefully I can get this trust back with a lot of work. Maybe I can, but that didn't end up happening. There was a lot of messages on his Patreon of people who hadn't seen the video going, this is probably all a bunch of nonsense. And then a bunch of people being like, you know, I'm severely disappointed. I've trusted you and recommended your work, uh, but you're a complete fraud, da da da. Like his most loyal viewers, those who were paying him directly money on Patreon, knew that he had like, he clearly, there's no coming back from it. He was m obviously, in the wrong and a terrible person. His last message to his Discord is just, goodbye everyone. And so he's kind of like nuked himself from the internet. Like his career is over because of one video. I, I, I think someone said from his Patreon, he was making like $170,000 a year. And his job was in a large part, finding other people's essays, pretending he had done the research himself, that their words were his, and engaging in a bunch of manipulation tactics to prevent this all from coming out and to prevent other people being credited for the work that they've done. Gaslighting people, getting his audience to attack people. One person didn't want to be named or something as a witness because the, like when they came out and showed like side by side, this dude's stolen work and the actual original, the person got attacked, savaged by their fans and they had, had to disappear from the internet. It, it's just the most soul crushing thing to show how far this person got just doing nothing but lying, <laughs> nothing but stealing. A deserved downfall, yes. As satisfying as it is to see a person taken down like this, you can recognize that if this guy got this far, like had 200,000 subscribers and stuff, if he got this far, there's gonna be a lot of other people like this too. And each bomber guy releasing one video a year <laughs> covering such people is never gonna be enough to clean up the internet. With that being said though, this video had enough reach that people were typing like, never do anything to get on H bomber guy's side. I think uh, Josh Strife Hayes said something to that effect. And I suspect because of how public this has been, some people will probably be like, I got to cover my tracks better. I got to change my ways. I've got to start crediting people just to potentially avoid this kind of backlash that can destroy. And as you can see, has destroyed a person's career. Even me, like I don't steal people's shit. But I was like, hey, you know, uh, I guess I did watch whatever's video that one time. Maybe I should <laughs> credit him and say that, like, yeah, I, may, maybe I got an idea from this from him or something. I don't know. It's in part why I avoid other people's GTA content because I, uh, I never want to inadvertently take something from someone else. I, I do my own stuff, obviously. But even me, who's the most above board person on these issues was like, have I done anything potentially sus? 
<laughs> that I should think about. So if I'm thinking of it, I'm saying other people are thinking of it as well, which is a, so a knock-on effect that's, that's positive, right? And so I guess that's the video in its entirety. I would not have covered it to this extent. I would have just given a paragraph summary and said, hey, go watch it. But it has some relevance to me and my similar sort of crusades against a, a very related issue, that being reaction content. I obviously have not taken the full value of this video. I highly, highly recommend watching it. This idea from the video I also agree with from Judo Epoppin. Bowing down in thanks to this person in the comments of HBomberGuy's latest video. I hate the term video essay because 85% of video essays are not really essays. I think part of the problem with the video essay boom is that what makes an academic essay is the engaging with synthesis and analysis of sources. A lot of video essays are more like high school research papers, reading off summaries and lists of cool facts. I have often said when I first came to YouTube, like the more formal stuff that I would make was more similar to actual essays that I would write for university and stuff. And actual essays are terrible for YouTube. The Sunny V2 formula of just asserting everything under the sun, drawing connections between things and never providing evidence that those things are connected, and then releasing a 13 minute video with all nuance disregarded and all substantiation ignored, that's what works on YouTube. You don't want to spend like half an hour in a video being like, okay, so there are three potential counter arguments to what I've said previously thus far. And let me break down why I do not think they are accurate. Like my series on reaction content was in part meant to more loosely follow a an actual essay format, which is I open saying why I was here, what I sought to prove, why I sought to prove it. Then I did a video talking about my thesis, why I have the beliefs that I do, how I substantiate them, potential problems with how I view things, and, and it went for like a large video. And then the rest of the series was me attempting to take down criticisms or potential criticisms of what I believe and taking on my detractors in uh, the most open way that I could. And then the final, final video was an update a lot later, which sought to clarify things that I had said in the original essay, as well as build upon combating criticisms that other people had made. This could be how you would formulate an, an actual essay, but I saw people being like, this guy has released 10 fucking videos in this series? Or is he fucking crazy? If you care about a topic, that's how you cover it. That's what you want to do. I know that seems weird for YouTube, but if you're sincere and honest in your presentation of a topic and understanding of it, that's what you're going to do. Like, I'm not one of these insincere people making a quick 30 minute video to cover something that's relevant in the zeitgeist or on, on Twitter or whatever. I'm a person who legitimately cares about an issue and so wanted to cover it in a way as fully as possible. But yeah, a lot of the so-called video essays on YouTube, as this person says, aren't really essays exactly. So I'm sure the discourse on Twitter was even more rabid than I covered. Because again, there were 60,000 tweets. Everyone wanted to give, it, give their thoughts on this due to all the players that were in the video. I highly recommend watching the video. It's a good watch. H. guy is, I want to say, the master of his craft in terms of presenting stories in an engaging way that make you think and obviously can actually have an impact on the internet. And I greatly respect him doing that. I'm aware his politics may not be exactly what you guys have. I don't know. I doubt that it can, it can be that far. He's not some radical, crazy person or, or, or whatever. Whatever. He's just a dude. <laughs> As it turns out he steals his essays as well. I did see someone on Twitter being like, it's so tempting just to recreate H. guy's entire video. We need the exact same script, but pretend it's mine. <laughs>
Split screen subway surfers and destroying a stress ball or people won't see it. That is something that people said, like, it was surprising that a four hour video could get this kind of traction, considering that the common sentiment is that people's attention spans are being destroyed and people will only watch one minute clips that have subway surfers next to them. Clearly there's still an audience for this stuff, like me. That was another thing he covered in the video, the idea of generative AI stealing people's work near the end. And it's one thing I said to him, all the things that he brought up as ways of making content farms, you know, AI or plagiarizing people's work, stealing their essays and putting it to B-roll or whatever, stealing documentaries, changing the images slightly and, and presenting their work as your own. All of that requires astronomically more work than reaction content. <laughs> as a mechanism of creating a content farm to generate as much money and growth as possible, all of these are less effective ways of stealing people's shit than reacting to stuff. Every single person that he listed in his video has put more effort into stealing people's stuff than Hassan Pike has ever put into anything he's ever created in his entire fucking life. <laughs> Again, only highlighting Hassan, because what he does is so amazingly, blatantly, against every aspect of his political career that he's ever espoused. Which again, highlights why people are like, so why wasn't that mentioned if reaction content more than all the other stuff in the video achieves the same negative ends that H Bomber Guy doesn't like and is deserving of all the same criticisms that H Bomber Guy gives to the so-called plagiarists. As a very interesting, very thought-provoking video from a very interesting dude. Hassan is proof that luck plays a big part in becoming a big streamer. I was very recently told that one of the reasons why Hassan blew up as he did was less because of his political content and more because he started to watch TV shows on Twitch. And I was like, that sounds so amazingly believable. I don't really have a good way to verify that. But it was said in a context, not specifically for me, where the person had no reason to try to deceive people by presenting something false. So this person sincerely believed this was true. Again, highlighting that Hassan's entire career has just been en masse ripping off people to avoid doing any work himself to generate as much content for as little effort for the most possible growth and money and influence and power as possible. Again, if you haven't seen my video on Hassan, one of the greatest videos ever made in the history of mankind, if I do say so myself, hilarious all the way through, insightful, destructive, unfortunately did not destroy Hassan's career in the same way that H-Bomber guy was able to uh, take out that uh, Somerville dudes. Having engaged with a lot of people who support Hassan though, the mental gymnastics that they will go to in order to defend Hassan's obvious hypocrisy and terrible things that he's said and done over the course of his career is very much so similar to the way that people are defending Internet Historian now. It's not a matter of politics. All people do this to varying different degrees in order to maintain the beliefs that they already have and try to, again, as I say, maintain the value that they're getting from the things that they already support, right? I will need to become a lot bigger of a content creator before I can have a significant impact on someone who's uh, as big as Hassan. H-Bomber guy probably had a better time taking out this dude because H-Bomber guy is orders of magnitude larger and more skilled. <laughs> Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.